who am I? Who am I? What advice do I have to offer? What will I talk about? What makes me different from anyone else who decides to create a podcast to be heard? Who do I want to be? Well, for starters, I am Nisha, and I will use my podcast channel to motivate some people who feel they can relate to me. As we take this journey, and for once, I did not procrastinate, y'all. I didn't, which I am usually most likely today. Today, I finally decided to sit down and start my podcast journey. And for that, I would like to thank a very good friend of mine who inspired me to let my voice be heard. As I really do have a voice, y'all, and I can talk for hours, 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 hours. I can talk, <laughs> okay? I'm someone with a story, and I'm someone who my friends usually turn to for advice and who hold a lot of weight on my shoulders. I am number one of six of my mother's children, which makes me the oldest. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, but I currently reside in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. I am a 30-year-old single female with no kids yet, okay? I'm still pushing for that boyfriend. I am still pushing for that love, okay? And I do want my own family. I currently, although I do want my own family and I do want my own relationship, I currently consider myself to be emotionally unavailable right now, which is one of my big reasons why I'm still single. But that is for another episode on my podcast. Baby, I expect to get really, really deep with you guys. Uh, Let's talk about some of the advice I may have to offer for others who may or may not go through similar situations that I have gone through. On this episode, I will give advice on love, how to overcome depression, how to mature, how to move on from failed relationships and friendships, and much, much more. I have a lot, a lot of advice for you guys and debates and conversations, everything. I ha- I have it all. Some of the things I will talk about is life, growing up in a hood, why do people put so many expectations on others, PTSD, depression, growth, being alone, feeling alone, friends, relationships, and the becoming of me. This podcast, baby, is not only for you all, but it's to help myself grow more and also inspire myself and motivate you all. What sets me aside from other podcasts is a little bit hard to explain, being as though this is just my first episode and I have so much more to come. So nothing. I will not speak on what sets me apart. You decide on what sets me apart from other podcasts. I can only speak to grab the attention of many others in hopes that we can all agree that I have something to say and that you want to listen. I want to inspire so many people with my past and who I am today. So on part one of my episode of Who Am I, I will be diverse and open up to my listeners about who I am. I am someone who wears my heart on my sleeve, someone who believes that family is all we have, someone who also believes that friends are very, very important. They should be eventually the only serve a purpose to help you grow, support you, and eventually become family as well. Funny, I just mentioned friends because today I am not only going to speak on who I am, but I'm going to give you a more in-depth version of what made me who I am. I am that friend who will go to war and beg for someone I love. 
I'm overly protective of those I care for, and there is a reason for that. I strongly believe one of the reasons why I'm so overprotective towards my friends is because I grew up in Baltimore City. And growing up in Baltimore City, I lost a lot of people that was close to me, uh, friends, family, all to gun violence in Baltimore City. Um, Maybe some older people to sickness and um, drugs and stuff like that, but more so gun violence than anything. I always use that as a crush to get the hell away from Baltimore City. And one advice that I am going to start my podcast off with is get the hell away. Move, move, go, leave, why wait? Baltimore City to me is a reminder of everything wrong in my life. It's the reason I could sit here and say I suffer from PTSD, anxiety, depression. My last year in Baltimore was just enough to push me over the edge to pack my shit and get the hell on. Literally got on a a greyhound with the clothes on my back and one bag and left. I, however, was fortunate to have my dad in PA, so I was able to go back and get some of them things from my home in Baltimore. As a kid um, in Baltimore City, this is probably when it all started, um, probably around the end of middle school when I started to experience the death of my friends. Most of my friends were literally childhood friends, y'all. When I say childhood friends, I mean friends that first grade on up, I was with all the way into eighth grade. So they were my family. And out of all the friends that I have, 95% of them were murdered, murdered by gun violence as early as 14 years old, y'all. I did not want to go to high school because of these friends. These are the friends that I thought I would be with for the rest of my life. It's like when I left middle school, we all had to part ways, and that was hard for me to do. That was probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do was leave my friends to me that hurt um I never really talked about it but that's where my anxiety probably started around that time because I had social like separation anxiety I was so scared to go to high school because I'm like no my friend's not going I don't want to go why do I have to go why do I have to go without my friends? If my friends go, I would have been perfectly fine, but they didn't, however. Uh, probably the first year of high school, I lost four friends due to gun violence. Hurting me to my heart to even have to be so young, 15 to 16 years old, going to funerals for friends that you thought you will always be friends with. Um, These are the friends you had conversations with when you get older, when your kids grow up and be friends. And, you know, my mother always told me, never, never, never put all your faith in having friends forever because some of them friends will die. Some of them friends will go to jail. And some of them friends, unfortunately, won't be elevated to your level will where they'll be able to come with you. And she was not wrong about that at all, guys. Um, I think the older I get, the more 
I realized that your mother is probably one of your best friends. I can't speak for everybody when I see that because I'm big on social media and I see a lot of nasty, nasty situations where uh, young girls aren't really that close to their parents. They're putting each other out there on social media and stuff like that. I was, I'm fortunate enough to be old enough to know that my mother gave me life and to me that's all the motivation I need to know that I will always need my mother um a lot of people don't think the way that I think my family is very very close-knit so family is all we got um friends too friends too but family essentially is all we have uh Back to my childhood friends. It hurted me a lot to lose these people. It hurted me a lot. It's probably what started me on this path when I was in high school where I started hooking school. I'm talking about you. I was hooking school since day one. My first day of school, I hooked school. But ninth grade was kind of one of them years where I excelled a lot. So I was also still into the books like I still knew that that's one thing my family wanted me to do. And I didn't want to disappoint them by not doing that. But I came across weed, yo. I started smoking like crazy, uh, full of sleep in class, around 10th grade year, not really caring. Uh, 10th grade, I also lost a couple friends. 11th grade, lost a couple friends. Uh, not growing apart from these people, y'all, not moving on from these people. These are people that I'm losing to gun violence. That really, really put me in a headspace that I didn't want to be. And at that age, you don't really know too much about therapy. Uh, eventually, I was put in anger management around 11th grade because they figured something was wrong with me. I wasn't being myself. I started rebelling against my family like... I just didn't care. Um, I didn't have them same future dreams that I had. Like, oh, when I like I used to always say, when I grow up, I want to go to the army, or I want to be a lawyer. And I was real big on that, y'all. I always wanted to be a lawyer. I could talk my ass off. So it was like, girl, go ahead, be that lawyer. Do what you said you wanted to do. But because I went through so much and not to blame my family because they didn't know, they didn't know that I was suffering as much as I'm suffering. I think they might find out that I was suffering as much through this podcast, but I didn't get the necessary tools. And when I say the necessary tools, I mean therapists. Um, a lot of times we, we are told to suck it up and move on or it'll be okay. And you just continue to move on without necessarily getting that help that you need. I needed to talk to somebody, y'all. I needed to talk. I still do need to talk because I have not talked to anyone. But this podcast was also made for me to begin to talk because not talking about it is what put me in a state that I'm in. Um, My anxiety got real, real big, y'all. It's to the point where it's though I don't even like going outside. Um, when I go outside, it's, I'm going from point A to point B. Like I know my moves, uh, the world is very crazy today. So it makes me more 
anxious. It makes me more depressed. Like, um, so I took another big hit in November of 2020, November 26, 2020 to be exact. I lost a very, very good friend of mine's best friend, something like a brother. Um, one of my high school best friends that I met in high school, but I lost him, y'all, and I still take that death to the heart, okay, because I had just moved in my place in September, um, I was just on the phone with him, he was telling me how proud he was of me, and for some reason, he was more drawn to me around the time of his death, like, he would call me out of the blue, like, mind you, we all grow up, we all have out separate walks of life, so I don't talk to my friends daily, but for some reason, he was calling me daily or telling me he loved me, he missed me, he's so proud of me. I'm proud of myself, y'all, because <laughs> I came a long way, a long, long way. Um, but in the process of coming a long way, I never got that help that I needed. So I, I kind of put up this wall around myself. And that's why I spoke on me being un- emotionally unavailable. Um that's to any parts of life. That's to friendships, relationships. I am emotionally unavailable. I built this wall so high and concrete wall, y'all. Concrete wall. Hard to get through. Um, you would need a demolition demolition truck to break that down. Um, I'm so closed off, even with my family now. And it's something that hits me very, very hard because I don't want to be this person. I'm not this person. I'm usually so outgoing, yo. I like to dance. I like to party. I like to do all of that. But because I'm going through this and I'm going through it silently, I don't know how to do this stuff no more. The stuff that I used to love, uh, being outspoken and then like now I just like shout myself out to the point like I was usually that type of person where when I come in a room you gonna know I'm in a room now when I come in a room you might miss me that day you might be like oh you was there I didn't even know you was there but this all stems from me losing so many people that I loved and cared for uh I have one best friend I talk to every day, and she motivates me so much. Even though me and her relationship is like, she's my sister, regardless. It's my best friend from high school as well. Um, This is my best friend, best friend. (laughs) But I do have a lot of friends, y'all. And you might hear me say, oh, this is my best friend, this is my best friend. But as I stated before, my friends become my family. So I might not say to another person that I'm speaking to on the outside that this is just family and I might just say a best friend but I am going to use them as family in my episodes and stuff like that but y'all me and her talk almost every day and like right now I feel like she is one of those people who I need in my life right now like she going through a lot too she got three kids right now which I thought she would never have kids but three kids wonderful mother wonderful 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 um and I'm really really proud of her of that and I can't take that away from her as much as me and her argue and go through what we go through I cannot take her being a good mother away from her 
Um, and that's the type of friend I am. I am that friend that's going to sit on the phone and tell you, like, bitch, you're doing a damn thing. You're a great mother. You don't, you don't got to look for nobody to give you that validation. You know what you're doing. You know you. Yo, my friend is 31, but she had her first child when she was, like, like four years ago. She had her first child. But when she had her first child, yo, ever since then, I've seen a different her. Uh, she her love is more vulnerable that's what I want so big I want that for me but I know that it's a lot of stuff that I need to heal from as well because I do want a family I don't just want a baby dad I want a family but anyway back to my childhood friends um that hindered me from a lot uh losing them I eventually was sucked into the streets because I always I always wanted to be around the ones that I had left so they was in the streets. They were selling drugs, uh, partying, and I wanted to be with them. So not that I was a follower, just that I just hold friends to a higher standard. So family standard. So I just had, had, had to be with my friends every single day. And in a process, I lost myself in doing it because I was still losing friends, y'all. So I'm still around it. It still put me in a deeper and deeper and deeper depression. It's still kicking my ass. But I would still get up every day just to be with my friends. Uh, yeah, I worked, y'all. <laughs> I worked. And right after we would come from party and I would sleep two, three hours and I would take my ass back to work. But... I was the only one working, but I still wanted to be around my friends. I was just grew I just grew up a little bit different, so my family did not allow me to just lose myself in a process. And I really, really appreciate my family for that because I didn't ever have to speak on a lot of things, but my family would motivate me to do better. Um, they knew I had it in me to do better. And I had some positive friends too, some friends who wasn't from that part of life or who didn't go through that part of life that also motivated me to do better. Um, but I think it's like all this to say that I lost myself. And when I lost myself, I became so naive and so conniving. Yo, I did not recognize myself. Like, I would be fighting in the streets. I would be, look, I would be... I don't even want to talk about that part, but listen, I was in the streets and I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of. And I did a lot of things that I don't even like to talk about. Uh, but this is where I am going to open up all of me to you guys. So this is just my first episode. There is a part two and I'm out guys. Welcome to my channel. And we will talk more and more and more. And I hope that you guys really, really like what I have to say. And you can relate to me on so many different levels. Thank you for tuning in. And good night.